Ah, we are live, everyone. This is kind of exciting. Okay. I think my phone just buzzed to say. Oh, cool. Oh, is live. It's kind of exciting. Welcome, everybody, uh, to those of you watching the stream. And some of you will watch it later, of course. <laughs> so uh, we're live from Dojo U Studios. Give us a chat if you're here uh, watching the live video. Um, and let us know. Hopefully, it'll show up in my window pane here so I can see. Uh, so I can see what's happening when people chat in and say hi. So welcome. What you're seeing now, if you're watching live, is uh, a pretty view of Troy, New York, where Piper's Dojo HQ is. But we're in here in Adobe Connect. And uh, we are going to be doing some critiques today. So every week now at Dojo U, we have like a little mission statement written out for people where uh, we ask them to... Uh, where we ask them to, uh, what would you say? Complete like a certain task. So this week's task was to record wings on the full pipes uh, for critique. And then what we do is we, um, <clears throat> we give them a sort of mainstream style of feedback uh, where we give them, give them, the people, scores on the individual finger work and instrument fundamentals uh, that we heard during their submission. We give them a score on that. And then uh, the students here at the dojo can kind of compare their score from week to week. And uh, we won't go into the details of exactly how we're scoring. Maybe someday we will. Uh, but you'll definitely see the results here coming up in the notes um, section of the screen here as we do it. And uh, things will be happening. So uh, there are people commenting on the live stream, but I'm not seeing it. So uh, let me, I want to try to bring that up. Facebook.com yeah. slash. And, and I think it's worth noting that um, the students here at DojaU do see improvement almost every week <laughs> in their scores. Uh, so if you're not a member of DojaU yet, you definitely should become one. Yeah, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like people when they prepare well, they make improvements. And then like there's some weeks where uh, maybe they didn't prepare quite as well. And and you could totally see how, you know, you haven't made any significant improvement. For example, the week before, if you had a bunch of crossing noises, right? If the following week you really dig in and work on the crossing noises in that sort of particular uh, aspect of your playing. Uh, whoops. Sorry about that, folks. Technical difficulties. Um, if they did not work on it, then uh, you're not going to see that improvement in the score. Sorry, I was babbling as I was trying to do two things at once. So uh, shall we do our first critique and see what happens? Who's going to score this one, me or you? Up to you. Um, I can score the first one. I'm stoked to do that. Okay, well, we've got Roger up here first, so here we go. You ready, Andrew? Uh, yes. All right, here we go.
All right, Roger, really nice job there. I mean, um, my, my first impression of this is you're really trying, you can hear, uh, you can hear in this recording that you're really trying to be really good and, and hear all of the little mistakes um, and, and catch them as you're playing. It's excellent. It's a really good um, place to start from, right? Uh, not everything was perfect there, but you did a really good job of holding yourself to the beat, right? You can hear that. Not every example was perfect, but um, generally there, I thought it was really positive. You can hear you're working to improve that. That's, so that's really, really nice. Um, let's see, what else was really good? I heard uh, just a little bit of variance on um, on the on your blowing there at certain long notes. That's pretty common, but uh, as a whole, I don't think it was that bad. Tonally, it was pretty good there, um, with some interruptions there, right? Uh, so it'd be good to maybe think a little bit more um, of the mental blowing aspect of things, right? Where in between parts, or if you're focused on something else, things move a little bit. Um, at the end of a part, maybe you're sagging. And that's a pretty common thing. A lot of people do that, so a good thing to watch out for. And at the end of a part or a line, whew, okay, I made it through the part. Let's take a little break and then get into the next part. And that can, that can throw us off on the timing, but also the blowing a little bit. So uh, a little mental blowing error there. Um, and Andrew, stop me when you're done. Oh, you got, you've got the score up there already. I am done, yes so fast I'm jealous i know you're going to take a while longer i think um so yeah I, I mean i agree with what carl said i mean what are the big detractors from the performance uh rita here in our in our internal chat says if the drones had been a little closer it would have made a big difference in the overall performance i kind of agree but the drones were close at the beginning but the intonation departed from us and then the drones drift when that happens right so um, so Roger, does that kind of make sense? I definitely think the instrument quality is, it's closer to being really good than maybe, than maybe like it sounded, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, definitely. There's, there seems to be a good basis of tonal quality there, even though it's not perfect yet. I think there's a good base there. Um, good. So <clears throat> scale navigation 2.5, there were some major crossing noises in there. Okay. So uh crossing noises it's no news to the people at the dojo but crossing noises scale navigation that means getting from note to note without any unwanted interference sounds in between the notes right so quite a few big ones in there like the crossing noises are so big that they're they're really jarring to the ear so we have to work on that and clean that up now one of the reasons i think they're there is because rhythmically we're not that accurate okay so um as Carl said, it's definitely improved and it's definitely improving, but we need to hit those beats uh, exactly. We need to put the thing that's supposed to go on the beat exactly where the beat lands. Um, and we need to be able to do that. Um, you know, we need to be able to do that. We're not always going to do that in bagpipe music. I think further on down the road, as you become more of an advanced player, there's some bending and stretching of beats that you can do to make a musical point, but you have to start with the control there. Okay, single grace note quality I, was good, but whenever we were early to the beats, we were having grace note synchronization errors as well, meaning, uh, meaning the grace note was not synchronized to the change of the melody note, right? Uh, There's a silver lining there. I think his grace notes were actually on the beat. 
even though the note wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the size of the grace notes was good. They were nice and small and crispy, which is a big part of it. So like, you know, continue to work on that scale navigation and rhythmic accuracy. That tends to be the moral of a lot of stories, right? Uh, embellishments crushed. Okay. We want accurate, even audible steps of every embellishment. So, so uh, yeah, there's some definite room to improve your score significantly. And uh, I don't know, the text might be too small on the Facebook stream, uh, but you can see his final score there was uh, 58.25 out of a pos uh, possible score of 100. Uh, and what we sort of do here is the finger work quality and the instrument quality for, these, for this particular exercise is 50-50. So the quality of your finger work and the quality of your instrument come together to sort of produce that final score. Uh, it's not really meant to be a perfect means of evaluating a performance, but it's a really nice measuring stick, right? So Roger, what did you get last week? Do you remember? Fifty-four. So you're up four from last week. You know what I mean? Like that's a good. Uh, I mean that's a uh, you know. That's a good feeling, I think, right? To get that kind of like numerical, I hope. I hope it's a good feeling to get that numerical measuring stick. It's something that is hard to do with the bagpipe, but, uh, but we like measurement. You know, if I go, if, I, if I'm a runner, I want to know I'm running a little faster this week than I was last week. Because if I don't know that, it's tough to... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so over in the Facebook comments, uh, John McCain, see how nice Andrew and Carl are? Come and join us every weekday morning, uh, by all means, by all means. Uh, welcome, just uh, some shout outs to the chat. Welcome, Reb. Uh, I'm sorry to hear your lunch break is over. Uh, Mary says, hello. Kenyon's watching from a secure, undisclosed location. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> Patrick says, oogly boogly. Hey, uh, I just saw, someone just texted me, Patrick, about your uh, new tune database thing. What should people Google if they want to check that out? Because uh, that's, that's really, really cool. I'm excited to see that. Uh, I might be, uh, we'll probably be linking to you shortly. Although we got to talk about getting some Dojo U tune lessons in the, uh, in the database. Anyway, well done to you, Patrick, on that. We'll see if we can keep you posted on that. Uh, by the way, uh, Chanter Rant podcast. This is an explicit podcast. It's um, it's not for it's not to listen to on the loudspeaker when you're at work, and probably not in front of your children. Uh, but I want to give them a shout out because they gave us a shout out. So thanks for shouting out our live stream. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, I think I'm going on the podcast shortly. Uh, uh, but do not listen if you're sensitive, because Andy and Josh, let's just say they're bachelors. You know. Uh, tune in at your own risk. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, but stay tuned for that. Uh, check it out if you're into like really inappropriate pipe band banter. If you're not into that, don't check it out. You know what I mean? That's the best I can do, guys. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Chanter Rant people. Um, all right, are we ready for the next uh, evaluation? Carl, you're doing the score on this one. Yeah, I'm up for the score, and yeah, we're ready. This is Roberto, uh, and here we go.
Cool. I will uh, definitely talk about that. So anyway, uh, what, who, what's your name? Rita. Rita's her code name. So Rita, uh, <laughs> great job there. Really, really nice job. Super nice. I would say, you know, we've talked about, A, how good that is, right? D throws coming in great. Embellishments are great. Rhythmic accuracy is really good. Uh, the grace note quality is really good. The bagpipe sounds great. And then just like, you know, now once we get to nitpicky stuff, just the slight intonation that we're getting on the left hand is always like, you know, it's always something we could just improve ever so slightly. Um, but, uh, but that's really, really good. So Rita, code name Rita, uh, was that the first take? Yes, it was. So, so when we record here at the dojo, we have like two main rules. Okay. Rule number one, which is the mo probably the most important rule is that you should, when you're recording yourself, you should only be allowed one take. It's called the one take rule. Meaning that when you press record, you do your performance and that's what you get no matter what. And you do not allow yourself a second chance to record. Now think about that for a second. Why is that such an important thing, right? And it's important because that is where the value in recording is. It's in emulating, it's in rehearsing, um, it's in preparing for a real performance. And in real performance, whether it be a competition or a um a competition or a recital or you're performing for your instructor you know for the first time in a month or something like that in real life you only get one chance okay and and that puts a lot of pressure on us uh, for example how many people out there in the chat uh <clears throat> ever get nervous before a competition right uh well you can simulate that nervousness with the recording and then rule number two on top of the one take rule is that you always want to submit that recording to somebody that you really respect or someone that it makes you nervous to play in front of, right? If you could do that every time you record, you're going to become a better performer every time you record, right? And that is the, uh, um, that's sort of the name of the game, right? Yeah. All uh, right, so got my, my score down here. And, and Roberta, obviously, really, really, really good job. Um, I'm going to just touch on a few of the small things that I noticed there. Um, a couple of uh, G grace notes, a little on the large side. Just, I mean, we're talking like two or three, like not a major issue here, but a couple that were a little on the large side. Same with the D grace note. I think your D grace notes were just a little on the large side, um, and, and that sort of swallows the melody note sometimes. And then as far as embellishments go, I thought they were really, really good. Almost all of them were perfectly even steps, they were very audible. The D throw is maybe a little exception to that. And they're a little bit on the large side, which is definitely better than on the small side. And so continue to work on, on making those D throws 100% equal in the steps. And, and then we can work over time to, to make them a little smaller so they fit better. And it felt like it was just a little bit of a hesitation there on those. But I thought the ASAP ALEP was really, really great. Good fusion there. Um, on all of the, uh, on all of the short notes, on all the cut notes. I thought. It's, it's a lap, it's a lap ASAP. A lap ASAP. Sorry. A lap ASAP. A lap goes first, damn it. Uh, sorry. 
No, but mentally we should think of the ASAP first. That's the important way to define an ALAP. Nice try, but I'm still I'm still mad about this. Uh, by the way, ALAP ASAP is like uh, what does that mean? That's Dojo code for uh, maximizing the contrast between dotted and cut notes. So over here in Wings, right, we've got a lot of dot cut rhythms, and as we know, we don't really play dot cuts sort of as indicated on the page, right? What's the indication when you see that sort of in classic Western music, the dot represents adding half of the value to that note before it. So you get the eighth note, add half the value, that would give you three quarters of a beat. And then the 16th note, needless to say, gets one quarter of the beat, right? But we don't really wanna do that as pipers. Instead, we wanna maximize the contrast. Kind of like in your iPhone, you have the little photo filters where you can crank up the contrast of the colors to make your picture look more dramatic. Well, that's what pipers need to do, and we need to do it on a consistent basis every time we see a dot and a cut rhythm. And so our code for that is ALAP ASAP. ALAP means as long as musically possible on the dotted note, right? To give the maximum uh, sort of simulated volume to that note, you might say. Or, you know, the common word is expression, maximum expression on that long note. And then on the, the cut note, on the 16th, that, that becomes as short as musically possible. And, and the word musically is important there because it's easy to crush it and go too far. But we do want to minimize the length of that cut note in order to, uh, you know, maximize the musicality of the tune. So uh, Rita did that extremely well here. So there we go. Albert McMullen, welcome, my friend. Albert 100% uh, agrees with the ALAP ASAP concept. It's just our way of talking about what Pipers had talked about forever, right? Hold that note, you know, hold this note. The thing, I, I just want to take it a step further and say that is the rule and not the exception, right? In a tune like Wings or a 2-4 March or a Stress Bay, every time we see the dot and the cut, we treat it the same way. Uh, is it possible that at the very high ends of performance, you might soften certain things a little bit or even you know, make it more intense here and there? For sure. Uh, but that's, that's running, and we're talking about the baby steps of bagpipe performance here when we're looking at beginner and intermediate performances. Uh, as usual, Rita is well into the 80s there. Uh, in the score. We find that 80 is the threshold where, and, and Rita knows this, right? 80, if you can get a score of 80, that's the point where you wanna start to crank up the tempo a little bit. So if Wings was one of Rita's tunes that she was gonna you know, compete with or something in the future, uh, you know, once you get to this status where all of the fundamentals are starting to come through really nicely, now it's time to start inching that tempo up towards max performance tempo. Obviously, 40 beats per minute is not optimal performance tempo for wings, but it is optimal learning tempo, right? It gives us time. It gives us time to get those fundamentals in order. Then we're going to ramp up the tempo. Good. Shall we um, do the next one? Am I on for this one? Yeah. Yeah, you're on for this one. And um, so this is Lee. I'm going to mute my mic. So you don't hear my typing on the Facebook stream. Okay, here we go, Andrew.
So really nice job there as a whole. I like that. A couple of, of, of positive notes first. Um, tonally speaking, I thought it was really quite good. It's definite that you're searching for that sweet spot and you're in it. And there was a couple moments where you got that little intonation chirp, that little um, sign that you're right at the top there make on the C doubling, a little, little chirp. And so that's, you know, we're not going to punish you much for that because it's, it, we hear that you're searching for that maximum tone. And so this is really tonally rich. On the other hand, there were some, uh, some moments where you could hear on the longer notes, definite movement. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, leaving the, the bit at the, the end when you were moving around in the middle between the two parts, you got some definite movement there between um, on some of the long notes. And then um, short note ASAP, ALAP fusion. Um, for me, it was a little conservative here. You were maybe a little afraid of it, afraid to make those notes as short as possible. Um, and I think that's sort of what was coming through there. So definitely a little bit too open there, a little too reserved. You're not getting the most music out of it that's possible. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of what I would say in terms of the ASAP, ALAP, just a little bit conservative there. This score feels a little low to me. My score feels a little low. I feel like it was better than the score reflects, but, uh, but maybe not. Lee, what'd you get last time? 67. Okay. Right down the line then. Um, uh, four on the scale navigation seemed really good. Seemed really good overall. Uh, rhythmic accuracy. You're early throughout. You're early to almost every single click of the metronome. Um, now, what does that indicate, right? Well, it indicates that you're just kind of, you know, what is, if you don't have the metronome there, what does that turn into over the course of a performance? It turns into rushing, it turns into tempo increases, et cetera, right? That's why it's so important to be able to hit those beats exactly where you intend. Obviously during a performance, you're not gonna have a metronome there, but you still have to have the ability to play something exactly when you intend to play it and not before. 98.9798% of pipers are naturally beat rushers. Uh, how do I know this? Because Every student I've ever taught since I formulated this hypothesis plays ahead of the beat until you work on it. Um, it just tends to be a bagpiper thing. So, uh, so Lee, I think there's still, like if you can really zone in on that, really focus on that, I think that's gonna help a lot of stuff. For example, the grace notes are great, except sometimes they're coming in sloppy because the note change is happening before the beat and the grace notes happening before the beat, but not at the same time otherwise known as a grace note synchronization error, right? Uh, and that causes that sort of sloppiness in the grace note. Embellishment quality, some of them are really, really excellent. Some of them are crushed, like the grips. Uh, the grips were not nearly as well played as the D throws because we're not controlling the different steps of those embellishments, right? Uh, so so that's, that's sort of that. I think you're overlooking the value of ALAP ASAP here too, right? There's a lot of dot cuts here that, um, that merit that full contrast. And sometimes you're kind of glossing over uh, that, you know? So 
minor intonation issues, and I would say you're overblowing throughout, which corresponds with what Carl's saying about getting those distortions on the high end of the, you know, the blowing window. Uh, we're getting those distortions. I wouldn't be surprised if when the pressure's on, Lee, you are uh, overblowing, overgunning it. Um, and then, you know who Yannick is, right, Carl? That's uh, uh, just, it's, the, it's his name backwards. Ah. Um, ah. You know what I mean? Okay, so I digress. And then the tuning was good, but not perfect. And then the changes in blowing are, are causing the drones to drift further out. When the recording first started, I was like, ooh, this sounds great. And then as the playing started, the bass started to drift because the blowing changed. And then as the performance went on, it was just it was just harder to feel like the tone was really solid there. So uh, I don't know. By the way, feel free if you're in the Facebook chat or if you're in the internal chat here, feel free. Like you, also, if you have any bagpipe related questions that have been on your mind that aren't too political, uh, feel free to ask. Uh, <laughs> Yannick says I should never work in the national security space. <laughs> uh, probably not, no. Never have true words been spoken. <laughs> but I think we do have his recording now, yes. We should. I think I saw it in the list. So uh, there we go. Welcome, Kevin Murphy. Welcome, Laura. Laura, when are you over? Laura, of course, is a member of Inverarian District. And uh, so it'll be nice to see her in a few months. Uh, let's have a, just a, Carl, is a, next one is loading up and he'll do the next critique, which is super fun. Uh, big things happening. Nice pipe. Welcome, Albert. Alex Camargo, friend from high school. Welcome. I don't know if you're still here or not, but uh, pretty neat, pretty cool. Hi, Mary. Not much happening on the chat. Be sure to chat in, guys. Say hello, you know. Don't be strangers. Uh, and things are happening. Things uh, are sorry, happening. I was just uploading. It took a little moment there. So we're, we're all good to go here with Yannick. Um, Yannick, are, uh, is, so are we ready, Andrew? Is Yannick like a Russian name? Is that what that is? Because it's, it's ironic that... It's ironic that this Russian member is lecturing me about national security. You know? I think, that, I think that's interesting. Uh, you know? Just call me William. Maybe that's why he's a member is because of my, uh, uh, my lack of sensitivity to security issues. Okay, enough of that. Let's hear Yannick. Yannick, here we go. <laughs>
Nice job. <clears throat> nice job, Yannick. Um, so, uh, I forgot I'm supposed to talk now while Carl does his grading. So, I like that a lot. Um, the uh, drones were well-tuned, not perfectly tuned. Things seem to be pretty well on the beat. Embellishment quality seems pretty good. What else we got? Jacko, codename Jacko says, big bad horn, very nice. Yeah, definitely a big robust pipe sound there. So Yannick, is that is this your band instrument or your solo instrument? Because if it's your solo instrument, I would I would say it might be a little bit on the uh, on the big side. I think you could go for a little bit more of a mellow sound and perhaps easier to blow as well. Like I can feel in the recording how difficult that bagpipe is to blow. Rita says it needs some reverb. That's an inside joke. But uh, I definitely enjoyed the performance. Uh, when Carl's ready, we'll see what he has to say, but. Nicole from Richmond, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Okay, here we go. Some tuning clinic people checking in. Welcome, welcome. Adelaide, South Australia, very good. How cool is technology? Next week, uh, for next week's show, I sh I'll be able to zoom in on the notes a little better uh, so that we can bring them up a little bit bigger. Um, that's definitely something worth doing, I think. All right, Carl, take us through it. All right, so I thought it was pretty good here, Ken. I mean, uh, scale nav, no audible cluster noises. I didn't hear anything coming through there. Um, rhythmic accuracy suffered a little bit here because you were uh, consistently a little bit ahead of the beat. Um, not so much in things like single grace notes, but some of the, the doublings, and then definitely some of the embellishments um, coming through a little bit early. Single grace note quality, thought was fine. I, I heard no big issues there. Didn't catch anything anyway. But onto the embellishments, um, Terralouette definitely finishing on the beat. The steps not 100% even either. Um, Dethrow was definitely better. Uh, some of those were starting bang on the beat with nice clean steps, but they were a little inconsistent. One or two wasn't as good as uh, some of the better examples there. So um, that was good. Grips I thought were definitely a little too small. I'm not hearing the steps come through perfectly. I think that might also be hiding the fact that they're not starting on the downbeat either. Of course, that's how we like to teach it here at the dojo. It's by no means the only way uh, of playing that, but that's, that's what we like to teach for a variety of reasons. But uh, um, yeah, so that's what I thought about the embellishments. Either way, the steps could be clearer. Dot consistency, I didn't hear any big issues there. And then as Andrew had mentioned there, the tonal quality was pretty good there, but we had significant blowing errors. You could hear it. Um, so a blowing, just to interrupt you, just to interrupt you, a blowing error is, <clears throat> it's something you're doing with your finger work that's causing a change in how you're blowing. Yeah. Is that what you mean by a blowing error, which is, which is like a big thing. And that's not yeah. to be, it's not to be confused with the physical mechanics of blowing steadily. I don't think there's any big issue there. 
I just think there's stuff happening in the finger work that's causing a lapse in the steadiness of the blowing. Right. I think it, it, it suffers a little bit from what I said before for someone else was the, um, the I've, I've made it to the end of the part or the end of the phrase syndrome where like, whew, I sure. made it. And then we take a little mental break there. Absolutely. We either lose fate, focus a little bit there, but yeah, it's, it's that mental blowing error um, on some of the long notes. So maybe you're, maybe you're also habitually taking a breath in one of those places. So that's something that would be worth um, watching for maybe with a manometer is if there's a consistent area where you're having that blowing issue and because you're taking a breath every time you get to a long note or to a C or whatever um, might be something to look into. And then well-tuned and maybe the tuning's a little low a score there, but then well-tuned, but maybe not a hundred percent locked in there. So nice. There you go. That's what I have. Nice. Very nice. Um, what do you think, Yannick? Your best score so far. Congratulations. Nice job. Um, I, I would say the, the bass and tenors were not locked. Um, I don't know, Andrew. What do you think? Nothing was really locked there. I don't know specifically what was out, but yeah, the tenors and the bass were both slightly out. Uh, that's my recollection of that. But it's slight. You know, it, it's, not, it's not the biggest thing. They were generally in tune, but not perfect. That's all. Yes, I'm making some adjustments to the live stream here, so don't mind me. All right. But you got to talk because when I upload, um, my, my voice is not going to come through clearly. Okay. So we are bringing up our next guest. It's that French internet connection. No, you know what it is? The French, they have, by the way, Carl's coming to you live from France today. So the French have um, this amazing internet, right? It's like this beautiful thing, super socialized, amazing internet, like a trillion megabytes per second upload and download speed. So what does Carl do? He moves to a cabin in the woods for like a few months in France, you know? Don't worry, there's like a, I'm sure there's like a winery next door, you know? You know, and, and the cigarettes are healthy there and all that. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, thanks, Carl. Thanks, man. Um, okay, so. Yeah, it's not the world's best connection, but uh, there you go. I don't, I don't necessarily see, let's, we'll just call him Stu. I don't necessarily see Stu in, in the live stream here today, so. Uh, so, uh, there it is. Well, he raised his hand. No, he's there. Oh, he is? Did he change his name? He's definitely there. Oh, I see Stu now. Yep, you are right. Um, he's always like, somehow he always manages to kind of sneak in there, you know? Uh, so I am grading Stu, right? Yeah. Um, okay. One, so I, my microphone is being muted on the stream. All right, here we go.
Stu, really nice job there uh, as a whole. I like that. Um, a couple of issues, and I'm sure Andrew's going to pick up on this as well. Um, just starting off right from the beginning, because the first thing that happened, Terralua um, has some, some step errors. You've actually got your Terralua a little reversed. We're hearing the E grace note and then the D grace note. Um, so work on, on pulling that out a little bit and just playing the Terlua on its own. Make sure we have all the clear steps. So just a quick review for everyone else out there. First step, low G on the downbeat, at least at the dojo. D grace note on low G, E grace note to A. And so probably what happened there is when Stu went to speed up the embellishment, it got a little crushed together, and then the, the grace notes are actually inversed. We have a an E grace note, and then a D grace note. So watch out for that for sure. Um, next topic I think would be good to just quickly review. Uh, you have a couple of panic moments here. And so a couple things happen. So what I'm hearing is like, for example, in the third bar where we have uh, a dot cut for the first beat and a cut dot for the third beat, there are moments, uh, there are high intensity moments where you know you have to play a nice short note um, and that's not always coming through, and as a result, um, you, you hear that, and you get a big surge in the bagpipe as well. So it's sort of a couple things happening there at the same time, but mostly caused from a little, maybe uh, being a little unconfident, not, not confident enough in there, and just playing it, because some of the dot cuts were really, really good, and then some of them were quite open and round, um, and then coupled with the blowing tells me that it's, it's just a moment of panic there. Uh, or a little, you know, you're just tense for that moment, so. All right, Andrew, what do you think? Uh, Andrew, unmute your mic on the live stream. Oh my goodness, I, we blew it. Broadcast fail. Okay, I'm going on with, uh, right now, all the other stuff you can read in the, uh, in the notes. Sorry, guys. This is why, uh, this is why they don't, this is why this isn't my job. But it is, but it isn't. Okay, Embe this is the most important thing I was gonna say. The embellishments were good, but not uh, necessarily always accurate and even. So on the D throws, right? They're coming out like this. 
The problem with that is the low G step is way bigger than the other steps of the embellishment, right? So the embellishment is asymmetrical and comes out sort of stilted, where what we want is one, two, three, and we have, so we have our fourth bar. Now, is, is that severely terrible sounding? From the perspective of a piper, no, but from a musical perspective, it's not great. The low G, which is not part of the melody, is taking up a lot of space. We need the steps to be accurate and even when we play embellishments. It's, it's a little bit important for those steps to be played quickly and efficiently, but um, <clears throat> it's more important to be even, accurate and even. Those are the two cardinal rules of playing a good embellishment. What are the steps? You know, so let's take, let's take the Terlowith, for example. What are the steps? They are play low G, play a D grace note on low G, play an E grace note to low A. I am sure my mic is, I am pretty sure it's unmuted, yeah. I just got another message saying it's muted, but. You know, so let's take, let's take the Terlowith, for example. What are the steps? They are, no, it's not unmuted. I, I'm hearing myself. We have to get this resolved, though. Yeah, Jen hears me. Piper McCain says it's okay. Uh, there you go. We're back on. Yeah. Like theoretically, like you were right. The first time I was definitely off. I definitely forgot to turn it back on. But then when I turn it, I can see on my meter here, I'm going, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I think I'm pretty good there. On the internal chat, uh, highly relevant. I never tried poutine, but I want to. There you go. That's, that's it. You know, we're serious. We're serious about bagpiping here at Dojo U. You know, uh, there it is. All right. So are we ready for the next one, Andrew? Uh, yes, you're doing this one, right? Yeah, I think I'm good. On. I need a break. My nerves are shot after I, I blew my broadcast moment there. <laughs> All right, so this should be Sue. That's who's coming up next. Um, I'm not at all ready. Hang on, Sue. I'm some stuff here. Uh, my wife wants me to bring the mute button home. Sure, honey. <laughs> I'll bring it home and I'll give it to you. Does that, does that come with a, a volume control too? Can you turn Andrew down when? Uh, yeah. When I'll give you a mute button if I can have a volume knob. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you are. No dessert, no dessert for me tonight. No dessert for a week. Banned. Okay. Um, <laughs> Love you, honey. So here comes Sue.
I love that hissing sound at the end. So, Sue, how long have you been playing? Just a little bit of background on that, right? So, obviously not every Piper is like at the stage where you're gonna play wings on full bagpipes with all three drones going. Some people actually submit practice channel recordings. What we want you to do is scale the week's mission in whatever makes the most sense for you. So, so Sue is, uh, <clears throat> Sue has only been on the pipes since a week after we started doing these recordings. So only a couple months, right? Um, and so that's awesome. Great job. Obviously it makes the most sense for Sue to just get these tunes going on the pipes. Uh, without the drones yet, probably, you know? And I, so I think that's a great performance decision. The read is definitely not good, but who cares? You know, we're getting the mechanics going on the pipes. That's, uh, so don't worry about that too much. That's like something that's easily sorted out moving down the road. Right now you're getting the blowing and the squeezing and the transitions and everything uh, in the bagpipe mechanics happening, well, you're also doing a great job on the performance. For example, uh, Carl will elaborate, but like, I didn't hear that many crossing noises. That's great. The grace note quality was really pretty good. That's great. The rhythmic quality was really good, considering that you're brand new on the pipes. And usually when you're brand new on the pipes, like a lot of the fundamentals go out the window, but they didn't. So it's very, um, really, really encouraging and I would, I would encourage you to continue doing what you're doing because it's working really well. Also, I mean, would it be fair to say that uh, a lot of the embellishments were not in there, right? Uh, which is good. That's what you want. We want to get the fundamentals good before we, uh, before we do all the complicated stuff that might muck things up. That's muck with an M. Yeah, I thought that was really, really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, just building on what Andrew said, didn't really hear that many crossing noises. Um, and so I thought that was really quite good. Now, don't worry about the score too much because there's a couple of categories here that we didn't fill in. Um, I left the embellishment quality out because you're playing the simplified version here, which is awesome, as Andrew said. That's really, really good to get up on the pipes and, and just knock it out there. That's the way to do that because look at the positives here. You had really good grace note quality rhythmic accuracy i thought your dot cut was really fantastic so um yeah that's uh that's really good yeah i thought some of them might be a little small now here's the caveat it's a little challenging to listen to the the g grace on quality because sometimes that could be the read problem if it's over taped just get it in tune because it might yeah. be a little sharp very common how much quality. tape is on the high g there how much tape is on the high g there sue I remember correctly quite a bit about half right so as soon as you get past as soon as you get past one third of the high g cover high g hole covered you can get those grace notes that like don't even technically probably sound because the high g uh, hole is so small your finger correctly that's right so that's hard um but yeah i mean and then total quality pretty good you can definitely hear your your new on the pipes Definitely working on, on playing um, steadily there. One thing to watch out for there is going for pushing too much when you go up to the top hand. 
just pick that that upper level pressure and go with it throughout the whole performance. Um, like going into the second part, there was a big surge up to the high A. Yeah, that's something you could you can focus on a little bit. But other than that, I thought it was a really good performance. Um, Sue asks in the internal chat, "Would you rather that I pulled the tape off and deal with the sharpness?" My answer to you would be split the difference. Like like bring the like bring the tape back to like one third of the hole covered, uh, and then yeah, the high G is going to be sharp, but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like unbearably sharp but then yeah then we get that natural action from the g grace note uh and then you know start brainstorming your next chanter read purchase you know uh head over to pipersdojo.com and and start surfing the reads you know yeah, that's that's always a, a difficult thing with those easy reads is they're um they're either too easy they're not easy enough to get started with and then some of the reads that are easy enough aren't maybe the best quality and you get those high g's that are screaming sharp yeah and then that's okay it's more important to work on the fundamentals how many uh how many uh chips are off the corners of your read there sue that was my that was my uh that's my sinister sarcastic uh i'm playing the odds here one on each corner and a lot of discoloration there you go so, uh, and that's totally like, I'm, I'm just teasing you. That's so normal for beginners. We need to take the reed in and out of the stock without touching the reed to the sides. Cause as soon as you get a chip, you start to hear that really thin, like, you know, the harmonic production of a reed is greatly compromised when the structure is broken like that. Right? So we need to get a new reed and we need to take it out every time we're done playing give it a little bit of air so it doesn't grow mold. And as we take the reed in and out each time, we need to be very, very careful not to chip the sides of the reed. Because as soon as you do that, your beautiful reed is toast. It's very fragile, right? So, um, so there you go. See, I played, I played the odds there. If, if uh, a person has been playing pipes for just a couple of months, the odds that the corners are all chipped to hell are very high, you know? People are like, how can you teach bagpipes if you can't always see the student? It's like, I, I can see it. I can see it in my mind's eye, uh, what that read probably looks like. So I need to pull some hemp off your chanter. Yes, if the chanter's in too tight, it's going to be very difficult to take it in and out carefully. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to still be airtight, but not so tight that you can't deal with it, right? You feel so predictable. I mean... It's just one of those things, right? It's just one of those things. It's like... Uh, I think I've got the right person queued up here. The next one. Sorry to interrupt there, Andrew. <clears throat> I think I got the right person queued up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. How's everybody doing out on the stream? Everybody... I know some people are having like audio issues and stuff, but it's you, not me. Because right now we're, we're streaming green and we I can see my microphone and I can see when... Uh, the desktop audio is going, so I think we're good. So um, we'll we'll keep going I have with that. Confirmation that you're good. On, uh, on... I'm good, or the stream's good because I feel like sometimes I get confused there. Wow, that can be a little confusing. I, I totally understand. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like sometimes I think I'm good, and people are like, "No, that's not what I meant." So, so there you go. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. Uh, are you ready, Andrew? Uh, kind of, kind of. Um, you know. Uh, so this should. What be is the code name here, Jenna? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Jenna. And, and Jenna, if this is not your recording. It is. It is. It's your real name, but I think we're good. Yeah, this is Jenna. So, so we're we're concealing the identities of our students, you know, just you know, uh, just so you know, you can't pinpoint their exact GPS location and come to their house because you're such a big fan, you know. So uh, that's what this is all about. It's pretty funny to see what code names people uh, come up with. Yannick is by far the best because it's like so. Uh, uh, so, uh, it's phonetically pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for Jenna. Here comes Jenna. Jenna, nice job there. Um, I think we have one small mistake. Jenna. All of the categories there. Jenna. I love that. That's good. That's such a great code name. I get it. I, I think overall a really good performance. Um, the tuning so was... The things that I heard there... The tuning is like... I just want to interrupt and say the tuning was like really nice. Uh, you know, we've been struggling with that a lot with Jenna over the weeks. And so you should be totally stoked about that. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, um, I, I was going to touch there just a little bit on the tonal quality. Um, the the there's definite blowing airs there going into the second part. Surge every time you go to high A, um, probably overblowing. Um, I, I think you're doing a good job of hitting the sweet spot generally, but you can hear each of those high A's. There's a concerted effort to push harder. Uh, so watch out for it. Try to eliminate that. Maybe a little work with a manometer. Uh, watching your blowing there going into the second part. But um, other than that, good. Um, I was just talking about uh, one little mistake in each of the categories. So we had a small little grace note sync error right at the beginning in, in, bar, um, in bar two. The little cut E, 
to f. Um, a tiny little grace note sync here. Um, and maybe that's an ASAP ALAP fusion issue. Um, and then one other thing I, I caught a, several of was a crossing noise. Not one of our lift drop or rolling crossing noises, but a phantom crossing noise and a rather large one, which is why I wanted to mention it. Um, Carl, what's a phantom crossing noise? Phantom crossing noise. So I'm going to explain this. Phantom crossing noise, in this case, going from C to E, we're hearing the fact that your C fingers are still in the process of going down once we're already on E. So this is the least severe crossing noise in bagpiping. Um, they're, they're caused from false fingering or leaving fingers up a little bit too long. But uh, in this case, it's, it's quite audible, and I heard it two or three times coming through. So something to consider. Now, we can't go overboard and, and correct too much on the other side because we'll get a lift drop crossing noise where we hear that low G or low A between C and E. Um, so watch out for that a little bit. Don't overcorrect, but um, just work on that a little bit. So, Andrew, you want to take us through your scores? Uh, sure do, Carl. So good to be here live with you on the Facebooks. Uh, welcome, everybody. Chat in if you're here. Say hi. Don't be a stranger. Um, so <clears throat> ask any questions you want to ask. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, Jenna, what was your score last week? 60. So it's 59 this week. Pretty similar. I mean, um, you know, I think you should be stoked about the tuning. It's still not perfect, but it's like way better. And you're close there. Uh, the drones are just not, uh, the drones are not locked in together yet, but they're close. And, and as a sort of not locked in unit, they are re really zoned in nicely to the chanter there. Like I enjoyed the, the sound of, of the, uh, of the pipes there. Right. Scale navigation, pretty nice. Carl noted some of the issues that like poked through. Rhythmic accuracy, early to most of the beats. Um, and that distracts from, you know, the overall performance. It's not just about playing to the metronome, it's about the fact that it's hard to tap my foot because things are not coming in at that specific interval, the beat. It's not coming in at the same spot every single time. Single grace note quality, pretty good. Uh, we've talked about this before, Jenna, uh, where, uh, sorry, I just, I like that. Okay. Uh, going from E to F with the G grace note, out of sync often, right? It'll happen on the E doubling. It'll happen when it's just a plain G grace note. Got to kind of work on that, right? Um, so a couple things, but over, overall, and then like Jenna said, the tuning's the main focus at the moment, for sure. I dig. Uh, dot cut quality, pretty good. Embellishments, not all steps coming through accurately and evenly. Like yesterday, you played some really great D throws on the session. Today, not so much. The, the steps are muddled and not necessarily very accurate. Um, and I know you, you're capable of getting that. Tonal quality, big audible surges. So what about the grips? I don't know. I don't remember the grips. Uh, the grips were okay, a little on the small side. Yeah, like not... I don't think I was hearing the steps 100% coming through. Yeah, like crushed. The steps are crushed together and not necessarily all being played maybe. Uh, but, you know, it's far from bad, right? It's just that with embellishments, you know, my philosophy here, the dojo philosophy is uh, they're not worth playing if you cannot 
hear the components, right? So, so why do we play an embellishment? Well, an embellishment serves a certain purpose, and uh, the per yeah, and and the purpose is outlined in 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 the components that make it up, and those are the components. So, if we're not hearing them, if if it's just kind of coming through in a garbled way that's not controlled, then that's something that needs to be improved. Uh, tonal quality, big surges. It's too bad, right? On the instrument side of things, there's two categories. So that means, you know, even though the tuning is nice here, the fact that the tonal quality is really not that nice is bringing down the score quite a bit. <clears throat> um, I know that you can play without those big surges on the high A. And unfortunately, when we got to the second part, they were like big. So as you focus on the tuning, keep the tonal quality chill and stable. Okay. Yeah, and you'll get much better at tuning as you improve that tonal quality as well. Yeah, right? when you're absolutely. More steady, you'll be able to hear the smaller differences when you're tuning, um, and especially if high A is maybe like a problem, and I mean mentally like a problem for blowing on high A. If you're tuning on high A and you have that habit of either blowing hard or maybe not enough when you're tuning, that can make a little. Uh, Make it a little bit well makes it definitely yes. harder to tune. That was going to be my point exactly, right? So, uh, so that steady intonation as you reach up to tune your drones is so important and so essential. A hundred percent agree. Is it okay to have that little crow? Yeah, it's okay to have a little crow. I would say. Yeah. So big you should be in the sweet spot, and if there's a little crow, that's fine. The big crow, I would. I would re-examine if you're actually in the sweet spot. Yes. Agree. Uh, do I have to do the next one? Or no, I did that one. Uh, I did that one. You have to do the next one. Uh, awesome. Carl is doing the next one. Next. Welcome, Blaze Meister. We've been, for a while we had 40. Now we're down to like 30 live viewers on the Facebook feed. Pretty cool. And a lot of people, I assume, will check this out. I'm going to uh, beam this. I should be able to beam this to um, our podcast as well. So you should be able to listen to our critiques on the Piper's Dojo podcast. If you're not subscribed, boy, are you missing out. You know, uh, whenever there's something good that happens in audio form, we post it to the podcast. So, uh, and we'll definitely be doing this. So if, if you're driving to work tomorrow and you want to catch up on it, definitely check it out. Blaze, what's up? Blaze is the like the most what's the word uh, let's just go with awesome the most awesome guitarist within 500 miles of uh troy new york blaze is the man we had the pleasure of, of jamming with blaze yeah. on several occasions with the Ormore pipe band and man it was always so cool i loved it i know so blaze is legit blaze is a master of guitar fundamentals you know, Blaze, we should have you record uh, the tune of the week on the guitar or something and uh, review that for one of these weeks. Or we should have you on the show to give your take on the performances. Something like that. We're definitely going to have guests. We're definitely going to have guests on the critique show moving forward if this is some. I mean, this is pretty fun. What do the people on the internal chat think about this? This is fun, right? What about, uh, what about code word Beth? Code word Beth is like the biggest critic. This is fun, right? Beth is also up next. <laughs> Beth will tell me later. 
Uh-oh, Andrew, you're you're in you're in trouble now. What does that mean? Now you made me all upset. Beth, you have to tell me now. Well, luckily for you, Beth, it's me that's scoring you. So so don't worry. <laughs> We're gonna take care of you. Just make sure that little envelope with the cash is in my mailbox tomorrow and, and we're all good. What? Corruption already? It's our, it's our first day on the air. I love it. All right, let's do this. Right, here we go. Code name Beth. Here we go. Okay, uh, that was pretty nice. The sound at the beginning was really nice. And unfortunately, uh, to use a piper, bagpipey speak term, it kind of departed throughout the tune because the intonation gets really weird as you go. And I was trying to determine if I thought you were overblowing or underblowing as the tune went on. And I think you're starting to underblow. But, but the intonation changes significantly. So, so what were pretty nicely tuned drones weren't that nicely tuned by the end, but it's not because of the tuning so much as, as the changes in blowing. You know what I mean, Beth? Code word, Beth? Uh, blowing on the second part, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's the biggest distractor for me. The playing was really pretty nice. Um, you know, some embellishments with the big low G in the D throw that I was talking about earlier with Stuart. We had that big low G, not really balanced. Although you are playing the steps, but they're not necessarily being played like evenly with control. So, um, so yeah, grace notes seem pretty good. I don't know. What do you think, Carl? We've been working on the smallness of grace notes with code word, code name Beth. Um, um, I thought the grace note quality was really good. I mean, I didn't hear any giant grace notes, put it that way. Maybe yeah. I missed one, but good. I didn't hear any. Um, and so I spent most of my time trying to figure out like exactly what I thought 
was going on with the blowing. So, and then, so the rhythm seemed all right. What do you got, Carl? I, yeah, here we go. Let me just uh, hit the submit button here. Make sure I checked every box. <clears throat> here we go. What was your score last week? Yeah. Just going to wait. Beth. Ooh, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be happy. So here is uh, my scores. I thought scale nav was really good. I heard no crossing noises at all. I thought it was really quite clean. Wait, Carl, stop, stop, stop. So Beth, now what do you think about the live show? What do you think? Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool live show, right? Pretty fun. She loves it. Sold. I think we'll do this again next week. You know? So rhythmic accuracy, there is, and Andrew mentioned this already, just some slight earliness. Um, and, and some of that was coming in through the embellishments. Um, there was a few grace notes, G grace notes, a little ahead of the beat. But it, what's clear to that for me, at least, is I'm hearing you searching to be on the beat. You're searching for that groove, and, and you're finding it most of the time. Um, so I thought that was really positive. Single grace note quality, I think that's a good score. Um, you know, no, no big issues there. Yeah, keep it like that forever moving forward, and that would be such a huge improvement on your playing as a whole, right? Right, Beth? Keep that going. Oh, I, really good playing. Um, and uh, yeah, so dot cut consistency. Some of the um, some of the dot cuts just a little on the, the round side. You can do a little better there. Um, but you're definitely working towards having those correct. Uh, and that's excellent. You know, making, getting that short note fused into the beat that follows. Um, you know, aligning it mentally with the next downbeat. Uh, and then just some slight blowing issues there on the high A. Um, and yeah, it, it was movement. And, and, and I agree with Andrew there. And I'm not just saying that because he's the boss. Um, little sagging towards the end. It started off really good and then just moved down a bit um, with a few exceptions of surging up to those high A's like in the second part. Um, it was slight, it was slight, but just a little bit, so. Maybe a little work with a manometer would help bring that score up um, easily. And then tuning, I thought, was pretty well locked in. Didn't hear too much there, so it was a really positive performance. Um, I want to. I'm going to go in the audio recording of this live stream and clip out that little part where you said, "I'm the boss." That was nice. <laughs> uh, always, he's going to take that out of context. You watch everybody. It's going to be like. One of those buttons where when I'm speaking, he's just going to play that. It's like, I'm uh, the boss. I'm going to, I'm going to turn it in. I'm going to turn it into the transition between scenes on the live stream. It's going to be like a rotating Dojo U logo where Carl is saying, Andrew's the boss. And then into the next scene, just like that. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to take the high road on that one and let all of you do that. <laughs> I, I need somebody to help me turn the dojo logo into a 3D rotating, you know, five second video clip. You know, like the Big Bang Theory with the, anyway, I digress. Welcome, Bruce Gandy. All right. Um, I'm going to get the last recording queued up here. Yeah, so Ian, Ian says the metronome was, uh, was timing the half beat and this had a detrimental effect on expression uh, that might be true at the very high levels of performance we, we were discussing this a little bit earlier uh, but the exercise here for most of the beginners and intermediates is to learn to play accurately to uh, 
to that input, right? So, uh, and I think that being able to do that is a prerequisite to getting that expression that you want. And Ian says the tempo was too slow. Well, we have big fundamental issues uh, going on here with a lot of these performances that we want to sort out at a slow tempo before we try to increase. And not enough dot and cut. There you go. Welcome, Bruce. Welcome, Al Catone. I don't know if you're still on the stream, but welcome, welcome, welcome. There it is. So, uh, Ian, what, what positive feedback you got? Okay, uh, next up. Maybe that's Moti. That might be Moti. Moti. I like Moti. Moti. Here, here we go, Andrew. Are you ready? A performer's name, Moti. Okay. Uh, submission name, Wings. I'm almost ready. Date is today. Better than yesterday. And I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Oh. Pretty quiet. That was a big one. So, so Moti, uh, oh, sorry, I'm supposed to finish. You're supposed to give commentary. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Moti, really good job here. Um, I know you have been working on this really, really diligently over the last um, couple months, is, and that's playing with the metronome. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it was something that you'd never done before coming to the dojo. Um, and so it's it's something I know you've been working on really hard, and you keep getting better at it. That's so important, and that's so good, right? You were very, you did a very good job of, of keeping on the metronome there. It wasn't perfect, right? Definitely some moments where you're a little ahead, but what's clear <clears throat> is you're catching yourself. And that's something that you weren't doing before. You were not catching yourself when you fell off. And so you might fall off for a beat or two here, but you got back on the beat, and it becomes that um, that concept of you know always working to get onto the downbeat there. 
and you did a fabulous job with that. So keep working on that. That's really, really positive. You know, who cares what the score is? That alone is you're making huge progress in that. So keep working on that. Yes. So, uh, so some of these, some of these categories are not applicable, right? Like we're not going to talk about instrument quality or tuning because uh, you, you sort of scaled it down and just did the practice standard thing. Right. So, um, and then the same with embellishments, you did play the triple swipe burl there, which was like pretty awesome. Uh, so, uh, but aside from that, you didn't play other, any other embellishments. So, you know, it's not really factoring into the score here that, that we're going for. Um, but uh, some big crossing noises. The first part was pretty good, but the second part, uh, maybe you sort of lost the focus after having played for a while and we had some big crossing noise in there, uh, big crossing noises. One of them was like real big, like bigger than the, mel the melody note was. Uh, but most of them were, Tom, yeah. Take a breath. I mean, take more than just that tiny little breath. Keep the fingers moving, but take a relaxed breath. That's gonna be way better because on the pipes, that's not gonna matter. So just take that breath and keep the fingers moving as if you were blowing. Take that relaxed breath, and that'll allow you to perform better. Absolutely. Rhythmic accuracy, got to keep working at it. Uh, it's so much better than it was, Tom. Like, and we can definitely hear wings. I, I, you know, even a couple months ago, like, we weren't even really hearing the tune. But we're definitely hearing it now. But now we need to be able to tap our foot and try to feel a bit of a groove, uh, which we're only going to get once we develop... Uh, that basic rhythmic accuracy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Moti says broken wings. There you go. Uh, single grace note quality, pretty good. Nice and small. Um, mostly synced, not 100% clean yet. Got to keep working on it. And then the dot cut stuff, not really happening, right? There's a lot of just wide open round rhythms where you're not really getting the dots and cuts at all yet. So, you just got to keep working on it. So, is that every critique? That's everyone that raised their hand, so I think so. Um, I think we, we got to the other one. Yes. And even more important, one take. One take, no tea. I love it. It's really good. One, uh, one take uh, is the golden rule. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly didn't do anything like this, and I never got any sort of feedback when I was learning like this um, and, and getting started out. So did you get feedback? You probably got feedback like double timing the metronome is detrimental to the expression. Your tempo's too slow and you don't have enough dot and cut, right? I definitely didn't, didn't know what a metronome was and certainly couldn't play with one. I've changed my, you know, I've, I've changed my opinion of metronomes over the years. Because the more I teach, the more you can see the value of a tool that teaches us about timing. Um, obviously, you know, obviously a metronome is not going to be a good tool for, quote, expression. But at the same time, you're not going to express anything until you have real timing control over what you're doing, right? So the metronome can be a great tool for that, especially when we're teaching online, because, um, because when we're teaching online, uh, we can't always see whether or not the student is tapping their foot and playing exactly at the same time that their foot is tapping. Uh, or, and we can't always just be there to just direct that student. So the metronome is a great tool. It never lies. The metronome, the metronome plays an unyielding um, timing source for us to try to match. Oh, Amanda has a recording, apparently. Uh, 
Okay. Um, Andrew, let me get queued up. And then, Andrew, I'm going to play this, but I'm going to have to run because I have a, a lesson after this. So let me get this queued. But you'll be on your own for that, for the last recording here. I feel like you have time for one more. You're teaching Laura, right? I'll text her. I'll let Laura know you'll be five minutes late. Okay, fair enough. I feel like we just have to finish the show, you know? Carl will be there in five. It's yeah, my... And, and, and Moti says, definitely better than being chastised for not having a recording last week. Yeah, it's so much better because play feedback and you're going to get better. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Carl's trying to talk while he's uploading at his French cabin, uh, you know. So, uh, so a little bit of a delay there. Yeah, sorry there. Definitely forgot I wasn't supposed to speak when I'm uploading. <laughs> so, um, so Kevin says I'm literally installing trim in a multi-million-dollar Manhattan townhouse as I listen. Kevin, you're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Super cool. Glad to have you here. I love it. Um. People linking to various gadgets and so on. Click at your own risk. A limited trolling today. We had one negative Nancy and a mysterious link to some sort of gadget. That's all we've had so far. So nice. You're doing the talking. Got it. that cutoff very nice cutoff there that was good um, just teasing a, a nice job there amanda pretty good um there's just i would say there's a lot of fundamental things that could be better there it's just you're playing it so fast that there's not enough time to really do any of those things correctly yet right so so we really want to that's why we recommend that 80 clicks per minute and the click represents half a beat, right? The double timing, playing it slowly, because it would be great to hear better scale navigation, better rhythmic accuracy, better grace notes, better embellishments, and uh, at least a little bit of the ALAP ASAP. It'd be nice to hear that going on before we uh, you know, perform at such a high tempo, right? There was a metronome there. Yeah, I could hear it a little bit, but it's just not, it's just too fast. Right, and then and then on the bagpipe side of things, the tuning wasn't great. The drones were not in tune with each other, and what was there wasn't really tuned well to the chanter. And then we had the blowing issues. So there's tons of fundamental stuff there. We need to dig into all of those things at a slower tempo. Dig into them and try and figure out what that next level is going to be. You know, by 
by pinpointing each of these fundamentals and trying to make big improvements on it, right? The first thing you can do is slow it down and all your fundamentals are gonna get that a little bit better uh, because we're not trying to do so much in such a short period of time. Okay, Carl, are, how are we doing? Are we close? Almost done. Um, and yeah, I agree completely. It's, it's just too fast. Um, yeah. And even if nothing else changed and you played slower, you're going to get a better score because um, it's it's really hard to hear what's going on there. It's hard to play. And, uh, and so, yeah, slowing that down will have a profound effect on your score. I, I would guess it will double, if not triple. Um, but let me just finish here. Don't you just love wings? Great. It's interesting to hear everybody's strengths and weaknesses on, this, on, on the same tune. You know, like you could do a critique show where everybody submits their own thing, but it's kind of interesting to just take a step back, take a quote, easy tune, and see what everybody's able to do with it. It's very interesting. It's like getting, it's like getting the golfers to all play the same course and see who gets different scores and who struggles on what hole. Did you think you were going to get away with a whole show with no golf analogies? <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Amanda, good job here. I mean, just slow down. That'll be, like I said, that'll have a huge effect over your score and it will go up significantly. Um, embellishments, steps, because of the tempo, have to be really, really small and they're not equal. They're, you're not quite yet there to be able to play really, really small and accurate um, embellishments with clear steps. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, we just need to slow it down a bit. Uh, and then same thing with dot cut consistency. Probably in large part due to the tempo, um, you're having to play catch up, even though you're a little ahead of the beat. Uh, with all of those dot cuts, so they end up being really, really round. Um, and yeah, so just take it a little slower, and you'll have you'll have really, really uh, you'll have more time to work on all of the the aspects of your playing. So uh, yeah, it'll happen. It, it'll be easy to get that score up, right? Like you play slower. Yeah, if you play slower, you're gonna get a three, if not more, on the scale navigation, right? Uh, you're going to get a three, not a two on rhythmic accuracy. Uh, Grace notes, who knows if you can improve that, but you can definitely improve the embellishment quality by just taking your time and getting it correct, right? The tempo will come quickly and easily later once all of your fundamental ducks are in a row, okay? So um, so it's not the greatest score, but, by, but you know, so it probably doesn't feel great this week, but next week you're going to get uh, 57 and feel great. Yeah, prom promise Amanda that you're coming back um, with a with a uh, with a recording next oh. week slower, like half that tempo. Very Game of Thrones esque. Promise me, promise me, Amanda. And and I promise you, it, your score will almost double. Wow. There's just no way it won't. There you go. No. Um. So there you go. So Carl's got to go. I will wrap up the show. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, and tuning in and checking things out. If you made it this far, it basically means you should be a Dojo U member uh, if you're still listening. Um, you know, so uh, some critiques here. See you later. See you later, Carl.
It's been fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I think this was super fun. Uh, I think we'll do the same time, same place next week. I don't see any reason why we can't. Uh, keep an eye on the Facebooks. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we're going to post this to a podcast, I'm hoping, uh, later, as long as I can get the technology to happen there. Um, and we'll get it up on uh, Do um It'll be up on the Facebook page, obviously, so on and so forth. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Comment in. Tell me what you thought about the show on the on the comments and just give me any feedback to make the show better. I've already got a couple ideas to make it a little bit better for next time, but I thought that ran pretty good. To, your, to Yannick and the gang. Yannick, Moti, Rita, Codename Beth, thank you for doing that. That was great. I uh, really enjoyed doing the critiques and uh, I thought that was a successful live show. So that's it. Without further ado, here's one final picture of the Troy Livescape. Uh, things are happening. Things are happening. It's so great. There we are. Beautiful day. Up to 66 degrees outside, which is actually very cool considering it's almost 10 a.m. So uh, there it is. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you later.